Hello, hello, welcome to the good shit. This is definitely one of those episodes that I just bumped into something and I came back from it and I thought I need to, I need to say something about what just happened. Um, this isn't like entirely personal to do with me, but it's quite, quite close to that. Essentially, I was walking around minding my own business and there's this bridge with a lot of, not even announcements, but stickers, all sorts of random stickers, you know, the January sticker, you know, just literally random stickers, okay? And I walk across that bridge very frequently, so I pretty much see all the stickers and I can tell, oh, that wasn't there before or this is new. And I saw a sticker today that wasn't there before and is very new. And it caught my eye and it was like a black on white sticker that just said, there is no such thing as a lesbian with a penis. And then the female symbol, two female symbols, like female, female, um, like a, a lesbian sort of symbol. And, uh, and then there was like a, you know, who says this? Um, there was a author name. Can I even call it an author name? But it basically just said, it started with rad femme. So there is no such thing as a lesbian with a penis, rad femme. And wow, where does one begin? Now I did make a very solid point and I will always try to keep to this point which is that the good shit is and will not be about uh, fanning the wings of controversy and going anywhere near a place of hate or a place of negativity even, which is very difficult. I think it's just, it's an art to broach things that are inherently negative, but not make it worse. And hopefully actually do the opposite and make it a little bit better, make it a little bit uh, more compassionate, a little bit more um, coming from a place of love. It would be very easy for me to say, oh, these people are wrong, screw them, and that's the end of that. I think, I think we should come from a place of of understanding. And I think for me, as someone who has uniquely gone through the experience of being brought up female and coming out as a lesbian and then coming out again as a trans guy, I have, you know, teetered on the brink of sex and gender a little bit more than a lot of other people. It, or, or let's say in, in a, in a much more blatant, visceral way. I think everyone is, in one of the previous episodes, I think maybe straight people issues. In that episode, I was talking about how actually normal average people, uh, deal with, with a lot of sex and gender issues all the time. All the time. But in the LGBT community, these issues just become so much more obvious. So I'm not saying I've, I've, I'm not even saying I've experienced these things more than most people. I'm just saying I've experienced it in a very obnoxiously obvious way in terms of people basically 
looking at me and seeing a woman and then looking at me and seeing a man, right? That's the sort of experience that most people will never go through. You know, it's like, where do you even begin? How do you know, how, how does, how is that even possible? You know, but, but this is something that I have actually gone through. So I'm not going to just be like, oh no, that's bullshit. End of, um, I think it is challenging to admit and appreciate and believe and deal with a reality where different people and different groups of people have strong personal experiences that define their reality, that define their relationships, their identities, um, and how they relate to others. So it's, it seems as though we should strive to form a common sense of understanding and a common reality that we can all be part of. So when you've got these communities attacking each other and trying to find different ways to redefine language, because language is extremely powerful. Some people think language is some sort of fact-based situation. Language is a very creative, purely creative entirely relative thing it's um you know i think bilingual trilingual people appreciate this immediately there are languages where there is no gender within the words themselves and there are languages where every word must must have a gender even something as basic as that really colors not just the language itself but reality because when we talk, we create reality. So in a, in a language where everything has to have a gender, even when it doesn't make any sense, or, you know, for example, um, for some words in some languages, the, the singular word like chair, a chair would be uh, masculine but the plural two chairs would suddenly become feminine. So it doesn't have to actually make any sense, but when you build, when you build certain, uh, symbols and certain concepts in language, um, they become real. They become very real. And even now with the conversations around pronouns, you know, the very simple concept of is there such a thing as a person? without sex, without gender, is actually a very triggering, problematic, mind-blowing, uh, thing. Um, is there, is there such a, th is there, can you be a person? Can you be a human without the concept of male and female? Can you exist in such a, in such a way? And I think ultimately that's what this conversation comes down to what these words actually mean, um, their definition and the, and the connotations that different people experience with regards to those words. It's a very cultural thing. I think even just the words man and woman in different places can conjure up quite different images, actually, uh, that some people might be surprised by, mm, you know, maybe a moustache. You know, it seems so superficial and stupid, but I think ultimately that's just what it comes down to. Uh, what something really means. 
um, generally speaking, but also individually speaking, what something really means. And in this, con- you know, in for this sentence, there there is no such thing as a lesbian with a penis. First of all, I think if your rhetoric requires negativity to work, I feel like you've already lost. I feel like you're already playing a losing game because you should have the right to celebrate in a constructive way anything you want. I think if if people in this community felt as though um women are threatened and the and 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 the female body is threatened um it is well within their right to celebrate that as much as they like and i feel like if 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 it becomes a, a war um where these negative messages are being flung around um it's it's not really going to help anyone i don't think so um the thing is i suppose let's move on from the word lesbian to the word penis in this sentence there is no such thing as a lesbian with a penis um the definition of a penis as in this body part is you know fairly straightforward there's maybe a lot a lot less uh, range of interpreting that in any particular way it's fairly straightforward but that doesn't mean that the meaning and the connotations of it is straightforward. Some people just think a penis is just a super boring, mundane, no big deal body part. You know, some people think it's like the most fascinating thing ever. So, you know, really what you assign to it, regardless of what it is in reality, because what is reality? I mean, what people perceive of something can be very different. And even though this, this object or this body part or this symphony or this whatever it may be, you can measure it and say, okay, this is what this object is objectively. People can still assign whatever the hell they want to it. You know, um, you can have the color purple and there will be a club of people painting the town purple and there'll be a club of people putting stickers everywhere saying purple is not a color. <laughs> So yeah, a penis is a penis, but you know what? That doesn't really mean anything. Uh, obviously there are people who, uh, see the experiences and the identities and the actions that require a penis or are, are, are based around a penis as very powerful and very significant. And there are people who just don't see that and who really just can give a shit less about a freaking penis. Now, I have a multifaceted relationship with what sort of meanings could be assigned to something that um, is as mundane as a body part, let's say. From my own experience, um, you know, for me, when I was a child, again, this is something I've already covered. There was a sense of something that I was missing. And a sense of, um, a sense of frustration and a sense of fascination at the same time. Um, it's kind of that, uh, that point of, uh, you know, you look, you look towards something that you want. Um, but there's also maybe jealousy because, uh, you, you want it for yourself rather than, um, 
just just as a sort of a, a di- an arm's length appreciation you know like um if i like something on someone else then that that's where that ends but when there is a sense of well i like that thing but and, and 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 also whether or not you can have it also plays into whether you interpret that as appreciation or jealousy or dismissal i think these core feelings can easily m- mutate into something else now when i thought of myself as a lesbian there was just a very great separation from all things male because obviously on a subconscious level when i was a kid even if i had thought to myself oh i'm i'm a boy it would just was not part of the uh it was not um part of the realm of of something that was possible um so it it would have just been uh rejected and the thing is i think when something is extremely triggering the first reaction is to kind of um to not really even think about it properly um it's a bit like you know your partner is talking to someone else and they're like way more attractive than you and they could have them in one second <laughs> but instead of think instead of thinking of of all of that you, maybe you just dismiss it and you just say oh they don't look that good or or oh there's something you know you instantly turn it and you, you try to think of something negative you're not even realizing actually the fullness of your feeling in that moment so you kind of dismiss it altogether you don't really think about it at all you don't even process it um and i think when people go through strong experiences like that um it's very difficult to keep a level head and an objective mind and that's why you have these extremely vocal communities unfortunately within the LGBTQIAA community um that are have somehow ended up really going against each other and I just I think it's just very difficult because sometimes when we try to negotiate our freedoms we find these lines between ourselves and if those lines seem unfair we feel like we need to break them and cross them and reposition them so obviously the people who are putting these stickers up which yeah it takes a lot of commitment and effort to do that you know I I'd like to think that these people aren't just playing crazy and have nothing better to do. I'd like to think that they come from a genuine place of concern, of heart, of of a, of, a, of, a, of a, some reason, you know. Uh you know whether that reason makes sense or not, I don't know, but I, at least I'd like to think there's the there's the goodwill of not actually just taking the piss, but genuinely having a a, a valid place that this this thing is coming from and obviously you know self-described rad fans within feminism itself there there are more there are more there are more than enough reasons why um people would have an issue with with multiple things of which a penis is pr- probably part of um but i will say for me personally 
as I have come through my transition and um, resolved a lot of the issues that I had previously with with my identity um, and my body and my sexuality. You know, I I I had this issue of so much discomfort and so much dysphoria that I couldn't even begin to process it. So thankfully now I have been able to process a good amount of it and it has made me uh, feel a lot more, more comfortable in myself and a lot more comfortable in uh, the male body concepts, let's say, that I couldn't even begin to approach beforehand because I was just overwhelmed with discomfort. Um, and as I've begun to process some of these things, um, they've just, they've just become very natural and very comfortable for me. And I begin to see a lot of male perspectives in terms of, um, the experiences that men go through in society and, um, the physical experiences and, um, just the general point of view. And so from this point of view, the concept of um, taking a, a body part and turning it into, um, you know, I, you know, on one hand, of course, I'm fully uh, acknowledging the issues around, um, obviously not, well, not the penis itself as a, as a body part, because that's a bit over the top, but the issues around the experiences and the activities, uh, that are associated with those, let's say, genital differences. Um, but on the other hand, I do think that in responding to these issues, there is a danger of actually assigning more power to something than it actually has. And I feel like in this sentence, there's no such thing as a lesbian with a penis. You're kind of taking the concept of a person, which is a lesbian, defined as a sexual orientation, but it's basically a person and the concept of a of a genital, a penis, and and kind of bringing them to the same level of of significance, and I think in that in that situation, um, you know, yes, I want a dick of my own because I'm a guy, but this is just irrelevant to the bigger uh, conversation of actually, it's, it is just a dick, and um, it it it. It's just, it doesn't need to be up there. You know, I think it's one thing to, um, to focus on, on female genitals and empowerment and exploration and celebration. Um, but I don't think fixating on the other male genital is part of that. Um, I think having like a, uh, cis, cis, female i don't even know see this is the problem because you're 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 talking about people and then you're talking about genitals and you know are you celebrating people are you celebrating women are you celebrating vaginas are you celebrating the lack of penises i mean uh you know there's no such thing as a lesbian without a penis therefore um is there such a thing as a lesbian without breasts is there such a thing as a lesbian without a vagina 
are you really defining people based on these body parts? Um, are people not a little bit more than that? Are people not um, experiences? And I think the problem really with these definitions comes from the history of sex and gender uh, being just one thing and sex and gender being um, 100% congruent with each other. So because of these various different reasons, sex and gender are, are being are being broken down, are being broken up. So before, male and female was just a very shorthand for everything about a person. No one had to think, oh, is it a boobs? Is it the vagina? Is it the childbearing? Is it the hair? Is it the, you know, those questions are difficult and can be just straight up silly. But there was no need to do that. And I think nowadays, because these things are actually being challenged, people are forced to think of things that would have just been, uh, not, not real in the past. You know, um, would you fancy a man who doesn't have a penis? Would you fancy a man with a vagina? Would you fancy a woman with a penis? You know, the, because the concepts just did, just plain didn't exist. You know, this is like one of those, um, like dinner party games where it's like, you know, would you rather not have an arm or would you rather not have a leg? And you just think, you, you know, you just think as some sort of hypothetical imaginary concept that is maybe slightly entertaining to think about, but you don't have to actually deal with it in reality and live through it. And so this would have been one of those things where it's like, well, you know, uh, if there was a very attractive woman and you totally fancied her, but plot twist, for some reason, she has a penis. Would you be okay with that? And you know what? The reality is, and this is the reality, there are people who will not care about the dick. And there are people who will care about the dick. I don't think it's anyone's business to try to tell people whether they should care about the dick. You know what? Some people care and some people don't care. And maybe everyone cared a hundred years ago and maybe no one will care in a hundred years from now. What does it do to, uh, try to fight this battle of persuading people of, of, of these labels? They're just labels. Okay. Um, what is the point? What is the point of, 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 of doing this? And I just, I just do not understand. I really don't understand where it's coming from because the issues that, um, that women and lesbians would have, would have gone through from, you know, caused by men would have been caused by, you know, just average, probably straight men. Um, and I don't really see what those guys have to do with trans women. Um, I mean, they have a penis, but is that, I mean, is that it? You're just, you're just bothered by a dick? Is that, is that really what this is all about? You just don't like seeing a dick? Um, that's a bit weird. Um, you know, I, I do think it is definitely a case of assigning it more power than it has. I mean, I get it. Okay. I get super triggered by dicks because I see a body part that I should have that I don't have, and that is my beef with it. Um, and, and I'm okay because I understand where it's coming from. 
But if you aren't interested in dick and it's it's not that you it's not that you have some drama with the concept of a dick um but you're just like literally not bothered then why are you so bothered um it's like surely you should just have a totally neutral i can give a fuck less attitude towards a penis uh i mean this is not a conversation about someone you know it's not a conversation about rape it's not a conversation about being assaulted it's just a conversation about literally seeing someone with a certain kind of genital i don't know in a locker room or wherever um and i think i touched on this before um i think in the first episode um about this woman who said well she doesn't feel she doesn't feel safe um not just safe but, but comfortable isn't comfortable um with that and um i mean yeah i talked about that there but what it boils down to is it's it's not even an abusive situation where there's like a a super you know someone is someone is um entrenching onto someone else else's liberty um i feel like if someone if you had reason to believe that someone's intention was to um was to invade you and to make you uncomfortable then yes you have the right to say this person is taking the piss um you know sort it out but the question is why would you feel like trans women are trying to do that just by having a genital um you know from what i can see the trans woman experience is a very hard experience of going through life just like most of the trans people myself included feeling completely um uncomfortable and alienated in your body and in your experiences and in your identity and in, in your relationships with people because of this gender um issue so how is that person going to be the same person who's going to try to make you uncomfortable and invade your space that makes no sense that literally makes no sense um you know if anything you know if i if i if i don't know if i was for some reason in a women's space uh and i and i obviously um this probably happened at some point um and i and i and i and i saw someone and i thought that that person was a trans woman um i would be so aware of how how she must be feeling you know maybe maybe insecure maybe stressed out maybe anxious uh you know i would understand that for this person this is a tough thing um and i don't see how anyone would think that this person is just there to shove their dick in their face it's like this person is not the same person as some straight cis guy who i don't know does bad things with his penis <laughs> like i literally don't even know how to describe it but i just how is that the same person how is that the same person and 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 to assign someone's intention and someone's feelings to their genitals um is unfair i'm not saying that there aren't experiences exclusively associated with different genitals because i do believe they there are i do believe that um a, a different physical experience of your body including your genitals can actually count for for a lot of things what i'm saying is it's not something that you should assume about about anyone um you can't assume that if someone has this genital that is a penis 
they are turned on by you or they would fuck you or that, you know, it's just absolutely insane. And anyone who has vaguely uh, read about um, what trans women experience when they um, take hormone re- replacement therapy would know about the side effects of um, the penis shrinking and uh, not getting um, erections anymore um, and that sort of thing. So to kind of think, oh, this is a dick and, and imagine some sort of testosterone-laden, hard, giant dick of death um, is just doesn't really make any sense. I mean, this is this is a genital that a trans woman probably uh, does not like more than you don't like. So why do you think this person is somehow just by way of having this body part um, trying to tread on you? You know, it's like, what? It's like, come on, you know. Um, there are some lesbians who say, well, if these if these trans women um, act as though it's the same thing, whether or not they have a penis, uh, when they try dating and stuff like that, you know, that's a totally different conversation. And I don't think it's anything to do with, with trans people, you know. I mean, look at cis people. They don't date each other because of stupid reasons, right? Like, come on. This is not a trans issue. You know, if someone dumps you or dupes you or whatever because... Uh, you know, he sent, you know, and this is real, this happens, you know, he sent a picture of his huge dick and actually it was tiny or, oh my God, you know, you should have seen her without makeup. She looked terrifying. You know, people do this all the time. It's, it's nothing to do with being trans. It's, it's just a basic question of, you know, what do you want from your dates and what do you want from sex? And um the questions around how someone portrays themselves and whether you want a person or a body or a genital or whatever the hell you want or whether you want their freaking inheritance after they die and some people do absolutely want that it's just not anything to do with the, with the trans issue whatsoever because you know the actual crimes that could be committed are already crimes uh, being trans does not does not, does not mean you're allowed to commit crimes and the the sort of the gray area between um your freedom and someone else's freedom you know is 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 actually what this conversation is about this this reminds me of the first thing that i got taught in this class it was like um um studies like um society not society but like civil civil studies i want to say um and the, fir- the first thing this teacher, she was such a brilliant teacher. The first thing that she said was, um, you know, what is freedom? And I said, well, m- you know, my freedom is, uh, is everything. And my freedom ends only where your freedom begins. So this concept of a- actually everyone should be free to do what they want as long as it is not hurting someone else. Um, this conversation, I think, is particularly difficult nowadays because it's not just about physically hurting someone, it's also mental. So the concept of being offended and the concept of, um, you know, trying to measure or prevent emotional damage is obviously not particularly straightforward. And that's why I think intention is a really important part of it you know for example yes i'm very upset and triggered and offended and and just uh, you know i can have a mental breakdown um 
just because some guy walks past and I can see his glorious dick. Um, yes, I feel like shit, but I cannot possibly blame that person for having a body uh, that just for whatever reason happens to make me upset because his intention was just to exist and is not even acknowledging how I am reacting and is is not at fault in any way, shape or form. Um, you know, if he dropped his pants and was like, um, you know, is this pissing you off? Then, then that'll be different because his intention is to wind me up and I'm well within my rights to tell him to fuck off and, you know, whatever. Um, so it, I don't think it is within one's freedom to, to try to, you know, tell someone that, that there's something wrong with their body and they can't call themselves a certain, a certain label. Uh, because because they don't agree with with using it that way. Uh, you know, the term lesbian relies on the term gender, and that being mm, as as broad and ever changing as it is, you can see why it's problematic. It 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 does not rely solely on genitals and cannot because people aren't genitals. Um, there are few contexts where that applies. You know, if you want to have sex with someone in a very specific way, then that applies. If you want to have children in a specific way, then that applies. But generally speaking, I think in civil society nowadays, people don't operate on genitals, right? So um, the concept of gender and the concept of a person and the concept of a sexual orientation um, is a bit more colored than that. In fact, just today I came across... Uh, this person who said that they were heteroflexible. <laughs> and I was like, well, this is the first time I'm hearing of this. Heteroflexible. So what does that mean? I looked it up. Apparently, it means you're straight, but a tiny, 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 tiny bit gay. <laughs> I was like, okay. And it said, oh, it may or may not overlap and be the same thing as bisexual. Um, I guess I mean, yeah, you know, how, whether you measure your orientation as as parts, like 10%, 50%, three quarters, um, is a totally different thing. You know, maybe some people can do that super easy. Maybe some people can't. And even though the term sexual orientation refers to sex because it's sexual orientation, um... You know, as I say, it doesn't necessarily just mean genitals. Yes, it used to, because as I said, genitals and sex and gender used to be the same thing. But now that they aren't, it's not necessarily the case. And you cannot say a lesbian is about vagina. It's not about vagina, because then lesbians would have to be attracted to trans men with vaginas, which obviously they won't be, because the image of a woman is not a deep-voiced, hairy-faced, muscly person, you know? I mean, it can be, but it's not, <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> it's like, I'm getting into a whole different conversation. Um, it actually plays into... I, the, I might need a separate episode for this one, but it plays into... <laughs> A lot of the conversations that, that some rad radical feminists have around whether gender is a social construct and 
they've, they're very adamant that gender roles should be scrapped. People should be able to feel comfortable in their physical body, regardless of the sex that the body is. And by scrapping gen- gender concepts, you're just allowing people to be who they are. And I just, I had a really good um, kind of anecdote on that based on my own experience, which, which, which kind of, it, it just, it bridges this thing between sex and gender and how actually they, they are linked. Um, but, but that will probably be for another episode. I just wanted to, to briefly just touch on this. Um, you know, the concept of, well, your sex is your sex and then you can do whatever you want with that without it being gendered. And I was like, well, if, if myself as a, female sexed person um uh wants a, a deep voice and a beard and muscles and a penis and a male chest then i think for everyone's purposes i should call myself a man and not a woman right it's like if if you're going to be like oh yes i'm a woman um but i look like a man and i act like a man i feel like a man then I think for all intents and purposes, I should just call myself a man, don't you? Um, it's of no relevance, uh, th- that I was, was female or was born female or, uh, you know, no one gives a fuck about your chromosomes. No one gives a fucking shit about what you were as a baby. Okay. No one gives a fucking crap about that. Um, people are, are not, interested in the reductionist stuff they're they're you know for better or worse interested in the superficial stuff really more than anything um if someone wants to fuck you you can have x y and z chromosomes for all they care (laughs) all right catch you next time